He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story out of nowhere. Before a bridge keeper now, about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hello and welcome to week 90 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm Barry O'Hanran and this week I'm joined by Will Griffith. Hey Will, how's it going? Hi Barry, how's it going? I'm very good, thanks. No James this week, he is uh, elsewhere, he's all, he's got practicing. a week. Uh, practicing, yeah, yeah, exactly, practicing his work. He's, uh, yeah, unfortunately in another part of the country and couldn't make it for the show this week. Um, so we're just going to have way more fun without him. Yeah, <laughs> um, he brings a certain calmness to the show. He he does, yeah. Like he's kind of like a conductor with a with a the wand thing the conductors yeah. have. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get chaotic. Uh, let's, let's go for it. Golf this week. How was your golf? Um, wet, wet, and more wet. Mm-hmm. I played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I didn't even play on Sunday because I got so wet on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday that I just went. I'm not even going to bother going out. Yeah. Now, half of that was because I actually wanted to go out for a couple of pints on Saturday night <laughs> as well. And we did. We hit We hit the town. We did, we did, yeah. So I hit it hard. Sunday, there, there wouldn't, some, golf on Sunday would not have been possible, so. But at the same time, it was the only day over the weekend that was actually nice and playable. Yeah. Oh, well, look, sure, these things happen. Um, I guess it was the cumulative saturation of your golf gear. And oh, everything. It just wouldn't have dried out in time no, for the Sunday. No, so, not yeah. in the slightest. Like, you know. Um, but did you play well in the, in the rain? It's, you know, as James said, when you're playing in these miserable conditions, you have to kind of embrace them because there are times when you will literally have to play in those conditions for whatever reason, be it a club competition or a big event, and you need to be able to cope with the, the rain, the wind, the, you know, all the hassle and stress of like the gloves, keeping everything dry. So, like, he just goes, look, embrace them. Just, you, you got, you're not going to enjoy it, but he has, you know, kind of revel in it as much as he can. Well, I went out on Thursday and I wasn't playing particularly well. And um, I ended up having, I ended up not having to. I stayed out for the eighteen holes because the the weather was terrible. But the person I was playing with mm. had a fairly respectable front nine. So when the decision came along to as to whether we'd go in or not, I could see he didn't want to go in, but he wasn't going to necessarily force me to stay out. But I was thinking about it. I wouldn't like it if someone went in if I was having a fairly decent. Yeah. Round. And yeah. there's no one there to mark my card. So it's kind of like, do you want to others as you would like done to yourself? So. Exactly. I stayed out and I marked his card. In the end, he kind of faltered a little bit, but, you know, he, we, we played it out and it wasn't all that bad in the end. Then Friday actually went and I got a lesson. My first lesson of the new golfing year. Um, it went okay. Uh, like the, just, it was a lot of work being done on, um, my irons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I was actually advised by my pro to go back to my cavity backs. So for the winter at least. Um he said that the the blades were just too difficult to hit during the winter. Was the ground is up? Yeah, there's no forgiveness, there's no nothing, you know. So yeah. go back to what you know and play with them. So I went out and played on Saturday with them and had twenty four points in the, for twelve holes by the way. Um for in the in the horrible weather. I don't think our listeners judge our golf, do they? Oh <laughs> so I know they do. I judge myself. But uh yeah, so the golf lesson was good, enjoyed it, and it was nice to get to be told that you're doing stuff right. Yeah, that's um, that's got to be a big confidence boost. Oh yeah, well like, the main thing was um, that he, he he got me to hit like about maybe five or six six irons and then five or six drivers, and uh, I didn't hit the irons particularly well, but he called me back and he goes, he said, "Listen, there's there's not much I can do with your swing, you know, that can I?" And I'm not being boasting here, right? But the big thing he actually turned around and said was that. He said, the last time you were here, you were so erratic with your tempo. And he pointed up on the screen and he said, you may not have hit those six irons particularly well, but look at the speed of them. And they were all 98.5s all the way through. He said, your tempo is just so consistent. And especially with the driver as well. He was like, your tempo is like 104. You know, like tour average is 105 or whatever. But I was up at 110. 
Okay, yeah. For the driver, you know, and I was up at about 103 or 104 for my six irons, you know. So he was delighted to see that I, first of all, brought them back and that I was keeping them all in a line. So I was hitting the same speed. Was this your swing speed then? Swing speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got much more consistency, consistency equals much yeah. more consistency in your shots. Yes, yeah, so so your distances are going to be the same pretty much. I suppose those figures are kind of proving or backing up what you did this year was like get your handicap down to six. Yeah, so it's just consistency and whatnot. But it's funny when you haven't been to see that. It's it's great when you can just look at the screen and the screen tells you. Yeah, you're getting the proof. It's like, you know, you think you did well well in an exam, but you don't really know until you see the results. And you go, oh yeah, great, there we go. The one thing that now he was going to say to me was that, you know, with regards to practice, um, from for my irons anyway, um, was that he's, I have to do the nine shot, the nine shot drills now. Um, and that's like you know, obviously you've got the high, the high fade, the high draw, the high straight shot. Mm-hmm. Then the, the, the mid level and the low, and then the low. Mm-hmm. So that's what now, now I have to start practicing for next year. So I can just call, I can call on them yeah. myself. I know how I know how to hit them, and I can just call on them and know that this is, you know, this is what distance this mid one goes. Yeah, I need this shot right now. Do this. Yeah. set up like this, and off it goes. Well, it, it, if you can do it, because there's not many people that like, I'm not saying that I can, no, but, but it's something I want to try and see if I mm-hmm. can do it because, you know, not many people can actually sit, stand around and go, I want to hit a fade or I want to hit a draw. People can either hit one or the other. Um, whereas like I can hit both, but I don't know if I can actually call on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very crucial qualified statement. Do you ever hear the Darren Clark? I used to get his, Caddy to shout at the top of his backswing what shot shape oh, yeah, yeah. to hit and he'd be able to just on the yeah. way down do it change it phenomenal yeah. that's, that's uh, amazing yeah. the way you, it's just it's just, a, it's just yeah it's something small uh, you can set up for it but then you know you can also change it uh, really impressive really impressive stuff uh, I've finally started sorting out my driving a little bit in the last couple of weekends um, I, I think I've got it well sorry there's progress I haven't got it licked that's that's for certain but sure none of us have it licked no but um, it's certainly an awful lot better than where it has been I, I, I gave myself a bit more room I stood back from the ball a little bit more and now I feel like I actually have that more room to swing the club I'm not trapped and I'm not then coming over the top and cutting across the ball like I have been for god knows how long yeah. um, and even got a couple of them to draw which is where I wanted it to be, you know, and especially with the driver, you get, if you get the draw, a five yard little draw on it, you, the thing's going to go forever. It's going to yeah. be you know, much more distance. So, um, that's made me infinitely happier just getting the, because it's been such a killer for so long. Um, I hit the ball ground, uh, striking it breezy well, just not scoring well at the moment. So, but like, I, like, you know, I've said for a long time now this year that I'm not really focused on the scores. I'm focused on good execution of shots. And if I know, if I know I'm hitting it well, eventually the scores will happen. Um, yeah, so you know, fingers crossed. But like and it's, it's winter. It's, it's winter. winter. It's practice time. Yeah. Who was I playing with there the last day? I was playing with a guy there, a good friend of mine who plays off, well, now plays off three actually. Um, and he just turned around and he said, I'm not even worried about putting at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. It's just that there's everywhere is either pole fort. There's so much been so much rain. Mm. The wind is blowing everything off line on a, even under the you know. It's just it's and because it's, the greens are soft. They're also holding every footprint in them. Exactly. So there's undulations. Yeah, and, it's just it's yeah. it's not even a case of even trying to you know to do it like you know the kind of it was just a case of just get out there, hit your putter, uh, hopefully stay dry. And that's the whole yeah. big thing is like stay dry, like you know the kind of. I found last week now, last Friday I played in the morning time and it was the first day that I actually had to wear mitts. Mm. My hands were so freaking cold. I invested in a new pair for this season. Just get the, get the, there's really, I think they're one of the greatest little gadgets to have is a pair of mittens just to warm your hands in between shots. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, the, the thing that's killing me is when it get, I managed to hold on just playing with a regular glove in the rain for like eight holes there on Saturday. But the rain just got too heavy and I had to commit to the wet gloves. And when you put the wet gloves on, you're pretty much stuck with them on, like taking them all off and putting them back on yeah, reach yeah, out. Yeah, it's yeah. such a chore. And then you're in a situation where your hands are wet. So um, James is saying Galvin Green, I think, do a Gore-Tex glove, which is a fully waterproof glove. So, you know, they're good for wet conditions, yeah. but your hands don't get wet. So um, I'm definitely looking into getting those or if another company does Gore-Tex gloves, then I think that's... That'll be crucial here for here in Ireland. I'm actually not wearing. I don't wear a glove in, at the moment. Do you know, like lose the club or feel like it slips or anything? Like that? I just have to make sure I have a, a towel to oh, dry right. the grips. Yeah, I just can't. I don't. I oh, I don't know. I just you know. I in a in a in a different world, I'd actually play with no glove all the time. But I find that in some situations, I get a kind of a bit of a welt 
couple of welts down on my on my yeah. pan, you know, which you know, which are a little bit annoying. But in general, I wouldn't, you know, gloves don't really bother me. Um, hmm. a nice big yawn there. Yeah, exactly. If I'm boring you, Barry, I may as well shut up now. <laughs> Long day at the office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's move on from our games um, and talk a little bit of news. Um, Jordan speeds off to much, much nicer weather. He's head, heading down to Australia in advance of playing the Australian Open. He's defending his title. Um, if you remember that phenomenal final round 64, I think it was last year. That was ridiculous. When nobody was getting scoring anywhere even close to that. And the course was uh, pretty much playing like concrete. So he's shooting off down to play Royal Melbourne and Kingston Heath, the Sandbelt courses. And he was talking about his bucket list of golf courses he wants to play and um, I'm sure those uh, I've never actually heard of Kingston Heath beforehand shame on me um, after uh, reading a little bit more up on it but certainly Royal Melbourne was um, always kind of flagged in my head Bob, that's one of Bobby's all time bucket list courses um, so that's lucky Jordan Spieth off down there um, another cool thing actually for the Open Championship they're going to start doing this next year they are going to start selling Twilight tickets uh, beginning next year Royal Tr- Royal Tr- Troon so, it's kind of on the basis that people won't be working during the day, and instead of them having to pay for a whole day ticket that they wouldn't actually be able to use until they arrive in the afternoon or late in the evening, um, they get to buy a twilight ticket, which entitles you to enter from 4pm onwards, which is not actually terrible, because on the Thursday and the Friday, the tea times run up until actually after 4pm. Right, so okay, yeah. You still have a load of players in the course, and you could follow a group for the full 18 as well. So that ticket costs £25. I think the daily ticket costs like 60 or £80 if you buy it close to the event. So that's a cool little thing they've done. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so fair play to them. Um, any other news items? Catch your... I just saw there, the, the, I'm, I'm trying to find it here, about the, and this is for mainly for Irish, I suppose Irish people, was this, there was... The newly released top 100 golf courses in the world got uh, released there during the week. In the world? In the world, yeah. yeah. And how many did we get into? How many would you think, at a guess? And these, e- these, even these, at that... These things always have such an American bias. Yeah, let's, let's see. Oh, well, you, well, come here. Let's just say, you know? the fact of the matter is that out of the 100, I think, there was 42 of them are in America. Mm. You know... Uh, I'm going to go... Okay, I'm going to Six. That's not so bad. I think the the, uh, the right answer is seven. Now, if I can ask you to guess... Which ones? Let's just see if you can guess the best, the highest rated one, which is in the top ten. I think it's like seventh in the world. Royal, Royal Port Rush? Royal County Down. County Down? Okay. Yeah, and then... There's Royal Port Rush in there as well? Yeah, and it was okay. actually like somewhere around 14 or 15. Well, Royal Port Rush, then you have like probably Ballybunion. No. Didn't make it? No. Um... Waterville, Waterville. Okay, yeah. it's in the top. Like it's it's in the top hundred, but I'm, I don't think it's like number eighty three or something. Lynch, like Lynch. Yeah, uh, Poor Marnock. Okay, so that's five. Um, I, I'm trying to find the other ones. I'll have a quick look yeah, through yeah. this and see if I can find the other two. You find that link, and I'm gonna I'll put it up on the Twitter account. Actually, Facebook. <laughs> right. Um, that's good. We should always have. We should have way more. I'd love to see it was all links. It was all links course. I'd love to see Karn kind of. Karn links was in it. Did it? Yes. No way. But that's been in it before. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say it, fully deserved. And I tell you, once our new nine is up and running, up to championship conditions, it, which it might be next year, that that course is just going to keep going higher and higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so let's move on to the review of the tournaments from last week because we could be waffling here for an awful long time to pick up news stories. So the Lorena Ochoa Invitational presented by Banamex and JTBC took place in the Club de Golf Mexico in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, Inby Park was just like a machine on the weekend and she won it by three shots from Carlota Siganda. Um, interesting little fact I read about the LPGA Americans have won only 6 of the 30 official events on the LPGA Tour this year going into the 6 6 of the 30 going into the Tour Championship this week so that just um, shows the dominance of the the game outside primarily by the the Asian players did you you say Barry Bunyan I did did I say was or wasn't Um, was I right it is, it is in it. Fantastic. I love being right. Okay. I can't remember whether I told you you weren't right or not. Um, Sorry. No, what it's fine. I'm, I'm going to tell Any win's good. I'm going to take it. Okay. The BMW Masters took place in Lake Matter and Golf Club in Shanghai in China. And Christopher Broberg won his first European Tour title. 
uh, in a, after defeating Patrick Reed in a playoff. Uh, Will, you saw a lot of this, so I'm going to stop you Googling and you better start talking about what happened in this tournament. It was great. Um, I thought it was actually a great uh, tournament. Um, Patrick Reed, right, before we go anywhere else, okay, go is such a great golfer, right? I really like the cut of his jib. I right? do too. I think he's... I know, I know, I know that we could go back to the... I, I think what he did in the Ryder Cup was terrible with his little... Sticking his, his finger up to his mouth and telling him to the shush and all this kind of stuff. I thought right? that was brilliant. No, I think it was a little bit too far. I think his his daft statement about being in the top five in the world was a little bit off, right? I don't think that... You know, you've got to believe that you're good, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, you've got to also be worrying about public relations and whatnot. He's never been his own best friend when it comes to golf. But he's really turned all this around. And he's really becoming a crowd favourite. And he's playing on the European Tour. And he is playing some scintillating golf. He's just not getting over the line. And I mean, like, he did nothing wrong at all this week. Like, even that... Oh, like, I was thinking to myself, he missed so many putts in the final day that he could have walked that competition. Mm. And then all of a sudden, from two behind, he goes... Or from one behind... Sorry, from two to two behind, he has that eagle on uh, out of the bunker on the. Oh, and I'm just kind of going, "Come on, Reed!" And that's what I mean. Like you're going, "Come on, Reed!" Yeah, because you want him to win. Now, don't take. I'm not taking anything away from Christopher Broberg. He played phenomenal. I think he's like he's like a little little kind of Stenson in like a couple of years ago. He's like that Ice Man. You know, like he doesn't give away any emotions. That's uh, a bit classic Scandinavian, isn't it? Really? It is. It's real. Like you know, I I'm trying to keep my emotions. Still, whether I make a mistake or whether I make something good, you know, mm. which is where you should be. You shouldn't have too a dip or a, or a, or a high. Yeah, the variance shouldn't be of emotions. Shouldn't I suppose arguably be too high or low? And yeah, uh, and then like you know, you're looking at um, like obviously um, you know you've got Sten- or Stenson obviously played particularly well in the form that Stenson's in at the moment. He just seems to be cruising along in third or fourth gear, ready to ready, ready to for the for tour of championship. Yeah. Like you know, the kind of way you're kind of going, can he be beaten? Um, but the funny thing about that is that he, he can and he will by McElroy but anyway um, <laughs> Sergio Garcia oh I felt so sorry for him all the way through the week he came out of the he came out of the traps like like Sergio of old mm-hmm. and he was swinging so well and then all of a sudden second day things didn't go so great then he started giving out to people on the golf course which I thought was quite uh, funny over what, the third day or something like oh, that oh did he like what the fans or other the photographers oh right because uh, they, you know, he missed a, he, he went through a stage in the third round where he went, it could have been the second or the third round, where he went bogey, double bogey, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he, and like the double bogey, the double bogey was on a par five where he actually hit a fairly respectable drive down the, down, I think he was on the right hand side of the, of the rough, mm-hmm. right hand side of the fairway just in the rough. And he completely misjudged his second shot and pulled it into the water, right? So out of nowhere he was walking off the seven. And then all of a sudden in the next hole, he was standing on the green and, you could see he wasn't comfortable about the putt. Mm-hmm. And he pulled the putt and he got the bogey on it and he turned around afterwards and in typical Sergio style, you know, typical Spanish, you know, yeah, style, yeah. Uh, started giving out to the cameraman going, Are you, did you did you get the photo? Did, did you get the photo? Because <laughs> all I heard was click. You know, whilst I was hitting, can you not do that while I'm putting? You know, like, <laughs> walking off and like tapping his head as in like, you know, you loco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I must say, I really, really, really enjoyed the competition. He just has an implode button though, Sergio, doesn't he? The, of late. Well, I he didn't see him imploding. Well, he finished the tournament bogey, double bogey when he's got a chance to win the thing. Yeah, know? well, so, that's true. Like, you know, um, it was a really good competition. I really, like, I really enjoyed it. I think it was, it was very exciting. Um, there was a number of players that could, uh, that could have won it at any, you know. Putting their hat in the ring. Yeah, yeah in the last day. Stretch. Uh, and it wasn't like one of those competitions where everyone was trying to lose it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, no one was willing to win it. You know, the other case, sometimes, I know this. Well, it's a good metaphor because. Losing it's shots. They weren't losing shots. Broberg and Reed both had. Puts on the 18th in regulation, regulation. and they both left the putts short. Short, yeah. It was so, it was quite it was quite funny to see. It's it. Hoping to vomit over the line almost I in a way. Oh, but like to be honest, even on that hole, to be giving themselves the opportunities they they were in regulation play mm. on the seventy second hole, you know where they were coming down in a dead heat. You know the, the those shots they had in took guts, and you know, and, oh yeah, yeah, and, and Leroydy, which is obviously translation is uh, balls, yeah. um, but. 
he wasn't making any mistake with that putt in the second time around. No, you got to give him credit. Like he ran, he ran that thing in. That was a confident putt. That was a, that was a guy. I'm grabbing this win. Yeah, you know, this it's is a my confident chance. driver, confident whatever irony it in, and a confident putt. Yeah, it's a very very good birdie, and um, he's the emotion was immediate, like ecstatic, and you could see the Swedish lads grouped together very well. Actually, it's like Stenson was sending a tweet of them all from the the private chat on the way back. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. another winner on board and. But you know the funny thing about that was that they all came over. I was it's like I was trying to forget, remember now who my uh, who were the players that came over with the champagne and whatnot. Was it Saren Hansen? Did he, did he come over? Anyway, whoever came over and started pouring the over over uh, Broberg, mm-hmm. um, they uh, they St- did not look like he wanted to be there at all. <laughs> No, but you're like, he's a competitor. He wanted to win the tournament. But the competition was over. Stenson had missed already, you know, the yeah, opportunity yeah. to win. But so he's not a happy man. He, you know, he, he plays to win. I know he plays to win, but like, if he's either going to be there and celebrate with his, his cohort. Yeah. Or don't be there. You know, the kind of, don't be half there, kind of going, oh. It was like that awkward hug that you get from, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, I don't really want to. Maybe it was because he was covered in champagne. Stop also. trashing Stenson. I won't have another bad word said about him. No, it's not. I think Stenson played particularly well, and I, I, I really think that he's a really, really good chance of winning in the DP. But anyway, we'll come to that. And really good chance of coming second to McElroy's, that I will, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it is like. Anyway, we'll talk about that later anyway, on. Anyway, um, the European Tour final qualifying um, stage of Q School is going on at the moment in the PJ Catalonia Resort and this is just a bruise of an event like six six, six rounds it's just it's under the most intense pressure you're playing to give yourself a chance to have a career next year or a guaranteed tour card next year so um, it's going to be tough to do the entire field so we're going to obviously focus on the Irish guy so Paul Dunn is top of the Irish he's on 10 under Currently, you want to be on eight under because there's 23 players on eight under or better. Um, it's 25 cards available. I think it's 25 cards or 25 cards. 20 ties. No, 25. Only. So there'll be a playoff. Oh, okay, yeah. Ties 25th. So um, sometimes I get confused between all these Q schools, and some yeah. have ties get through. Anyway, um, Damon McGrain is in tied 18th. He's on eight under, and from there, it's not it's not good for the guys. Simon Thornton and Kevin Phelan are both on level par. They're going to need an absolutely ridiculous round. Um, it's uh, they need a career round tomorrow on a very tough golf course, uh, and some other things to go for them. Uh, Rory McGee and Brian Casey did not make the cut, unfortunately, uh, after four rounds. And Peter Laurie had a horror of a day. Uh, he had an eighty-six in his third round and DQ'd himself, unfortunately. So yeah, that's I think it. that was something to do with the fact that he. Uh, dropped the ball incorrectly or something like that for a penalty drop. Okay. And and once he had done it, he he pulled it on himself. Now, to be fair to him, he wasn't. You know, it was one of those things that was highlighted, let's say, in an in an article. Um, but it's, it wasn't going his way anyway. It was just another, you know. Yeah. If you know what I mean, I don't want to be too hard on him, like because it is, I'd love to be in a scenario where he's actually trying for that kind of stuff, but. Um, you just see, yeah, he had to, he had to pull himself from the competition. Yeah, that's unfortunate for him. Um, leading that are Daniel Im and Ross McGowan on seventeen under. Um, both shot very, very good rounds today. To you know, all but locked down their position, bar catastrophe tomorrow. So um, we'll update um, everybody next week with the final results of that, and all the best to the two boys tomorrow, Paul Dunn and Damien McGrain, who's who seems kind of free from the shackles of the pressure. Almost, it's quite funny. He's like. Yeah, I don't really know about uh, if I get too excited by tournament golf anymore, and um, I, it's almost like he's playing to kind of give himself an option next year if he wants to go play the European Tour, uh, and it just seems to have kind of loosened him up. It's, it's kind of a, it's funny. You know, he but just he's, he's changed he's, his approach, and he, he's now playing kind of almost pressure free because he doesn't seem to care too much whether he gets it or not. But okay, so let me put let me ask you a question, right? So. He turned around there a while ago and said he was, as far as I was aware, mm. he was retiring. He did, yeah. From golf, right? We still kind of have plans to do that, but he's doing this as almost as like a, a fun, oh yeah, sure, I have a backup of being able to play, then I have it, it's great. But then, do you not think that, in a, in a, okay, so let's say, for example, Damien McGrain goes along, lovely guy, Damien McGrain, I have nothing against him, first and foremost, before this goes anywhere else, right? But um, he is in a situation where he's thinking of retiring. Right. He's come out and said that he's pretty much retiring, mm-hmm. but yet he's going in and taking a card potentially, which they're only giving out as twenty five. So you think if he only plays a handful of events next year, he's stealing a card? Not from that he's stealing guy. because he has every right to oh, qualify. Yeah. But if he was, if if he turns around 
and genuinely is retiring, well then there's some young guy there who might be on his last chance. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be 22, 23 and has said, I've tried this three times already. Or he might be giving it his last world. That's what I mean. Yeah, this yeah. is his last world. And all of a sudden, Damien McGrain goes out, doesn't use it. Now, McGrain has every entitlement to do it. If he's better than the, the other people and he finishes, like, you know, in whatever space, 26th sure, yeah. space, whatever, he can do it. But do you think it's fair? Do you, do you think it's right? Do you think that if he turns around after getting his card and then decides that he doesn't want it, that the next person can take it? I don't oh, know the rules. I don't know. I like I honestly I think if he gets the card the guy he goes and plays on the tour. Yeah. You know like he'll he'll find whatever motivation he needs to go play on the tour or be or get fired up for tournaments again over the winter. You know or so I I don't it's funny it's funny how if he gets the card you know his perception might change on the retirement. You know? is good enough. Well that's the thing yeah he's yeah. like you know what I've I've got through those six rounds they're pretty tough down there you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. All those guys are bombing that ball past me and I was still in the top 20. You know, maybe I can go back and do this. Picks and chooses his golf courses right next year. You won't have to, you just have to play the 7,500 yard courses. He plays on courses that will suit his game and, yeah, nice. and his limitations, you know? Yeah. More, um, more links golf. You know, there's plenty of links golf courses and links style golf courses played on the European Tour this year. Um, probably the most ever, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, geez, who better to go onto a links golf course than an Irishman? You know. There you go. So um, listen, all the best to him. This is all hypothetical on the assumption he plays well tomorrow. So hopefully, he has a good, good night's sleep and kicks some butt tomorrow and gets the card. So pulled on, so too. Absolutely, pulled absolutely. And, um, and the rest of the lads just to have a good final round to kind of send them off into their. Uh, the end of the week on a happy note at least <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say there to finish that off. I don't know I don't know how I managed to pull that together uh, GMAC <laughs> yeah we're going straight to GMAC while we're uh, going on about Irish guys uh, where did this one come from worst season hey I called it well you did indeed actually I just want to say that just from the offset I called it um, unbelievable uh, not finishing the top 10 for 9 months dating back to the Dubai Desert Classic <laughs> worst season of his career bar none and just a flicker, like a candle about 10 kilometers away, a flicker of light of a game coming back in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, boom, off he goes and wins. Like, he must be, like, like wow. Wow, is what yeah. I can say. It was, now, what I will say, and I was saying this to you before we, uh, before we started recording, that it was great to hear the commentators talking about it on the TV. I remember I said about the, they, they said, there's not very many times that you see the, the golf, you know, the golfing gods are right. And they were talking about the fact that they said the wind and the rain over the weekend, like it obviously had to go to a Monday finish because obviously they, they couldn't finish all the golf over the four days. Yeah. But even on the Monday, they said the weather conditions were so bad. Like the wind and the rain, they were being sent out for 15 minutes and then they were called back in for 15 minutes they were sent back out again you could even actually see that you normally know, wouldn't see the frustration on the golfer's face but I remember at one stage Russell Knox on the like the 12th hole or the 13th hole which is the par 5 he had only just come out mm-hmm. and he hit a little chip shot from literally greenside on the par 5 and as soon as his ball hit the green you heard <laughs> to go <laughs> back yeah. and he literally turned around to his caddy and in his best French accent yeah. went Fuck it. <laughs> but the commentators turned around and said that uh, they said we know that this that this is right at this moment in time because the weather conditions, the howling wind, the rain, and he, they said, look who's on top of the leaderboard. There was a Scotsman and a Northern Irishman, yeah, both proficient in wind and links and all that kind of stuff, and they were the guys who were actually going out there and pumping out the scores. So it was a very very exciting last six six holes on the Monday, uh, nip and tuck. Um, McDowell had to get a, a what a twelve foot put on the eighteenth green in regulation. Somewhere, somewhere between eight and ten, twelve foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not twelve, maybe, maybe, a, bit. maybe a bit too, bit too far. Yeah. He had to roll that in. Watch. Even thinking that it wasn't going to be enough. Yeah. Because it turned out that both Knox, uh, Knox bogeyed, and Bowen pired to stay in to make it a three man uh, playoff. Yeah, Knox will be a bit. Uh, I mean, look, he's not going to be. He's going to be a little bit disappointed, but you know, to give himself a, that good of a chance to win back to back weeks with the travel and everything back from Asia, uh, it's a phenomenal performance. He's played all five events so far uh, with all the travel, and he's just playing the best golf of his career. 
So, look, he'll be gutted by the bogey on 18, but um, I'm sure he'll tip his cap to G-Max 5-iron in the playoff to 3.5 plus. That had a more than a generous look at the hole it as a walk, as a wandered by. Oh, but even listening to him talk about it, like, um, he actually, fair play to him, G-Max is always very honest about these things, but he turned around and he said afterwards, he went, uh, and he said, you know, I actually thought about myself and I thought I was going to hit a 6-iron. And then um, my caddy turned around and he combo. He turned around and he said, "No, it's a five iron." Yeah. And like he went to the caddy and it was definitely a five iron. And he he said he he wanted to hit the six iron because he wanted to be able to hit it as hard as he could. But then they turned around and they said it was just going to be a nice relaxed five iron. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what you want to be hitting in a playoff rather than a burst out six iron. Yeah, with the extra adrenaline, it could spin up and you know yeah. Yeah, balloon. But like, look, that's there's the value of. That caddy player relationship again. You remember, like when he was playing the U.S. Open Pebble Beach on the 18th, and same sort of thing. He talked them through the club selection, and they, yeah. he nailed it right. And that's the trust the player has in his caddy. He goes, "This guy knows it." He goes, and if, if he says it's a five iron, it's I'm doing that. Yeah. And it was, and by God, what a five iron it was! You know, into two and a half foot, maybe three foot max. Yeah, I never uh, actually watching a couple of oh, such a good shot. But uh, and like watching the, the the golf at the weekend, it was so wet and so windy and rainy and whatnot that uh, Knox on a couple of occasions decided to lay up on par fours, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually interesting to see the mentality behind it because they were saying that he put himself in dodgy enough positions off the tee, but not so dodgy that he couldn't go for the green. But because the weather conditions were so adverse, that his best position, his best option was for him to actually lay it up to about 100 yards and then because the greens were so wet and mm-hmm. that he could actually fly the ball at the hole and make it stop stop dead rather than playing a 20 30 yard shot from wherever around the green around the green he was actually playing it from the middle of the fairway he probably would have a better shot of actually getting it because out of the rough the spin generated mm-hmm. from the ball would have actually made that it was going to go way left you know the canoe so it's interesting this less is more even yeah. for us amateurs golfers, that if you're in the rough... Yeah, 228, ball sitting down, thinking, I can make it. Yeah. Over and, water. And this is on par fours, wind, you know, yeah. that kind of way. We try and do it in par fives and end up walking off at sevens and eights. Yeah. You know, that kind of way, like, these guys are trying to get pars. But the mentality of them doing it, with such big money on the line, means that it's the best decision sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, no lesson out there for us, for sure. And, uh, GMAC. G G Mac, this is this is unbelievable. I mean, he skipped the BMW Masters. Was it BMW Masters last week or BMW last? No, Sorry, BMW no. Masters what was the one, the one the week the before? Turkish. Yes, he's. Oh God, I'm I'm tanking here. Bad day. Didn't didn't have enough coffees before the show. He skipped the last two events of the race to Dubai. Uh, yeah. The whole intent was just writing off 2015, uh, 2014, 2015 season. Bad year, and he just wants to get a good start to the 2016. 2015-2016 season on PJ Tour and uh, well he's done that he's up to 7th in the FedEx Cup standings lockdown his tour card blah 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 it's just great and I'm sure you know he really has kind of gone through the ringer for this one and uh, it will, it'll feel probably just as sweet uh, if not one of the sweetest victories of his career uh, another guy Jason Bone you got to feel bad for Jason Bone like he's had 7 second place finishes in the last 3 years He's got to be wondering, am I the new Kevin Na? Like, or, or himself and Kevin Na identical? Like, there's too many second places, so much heartbreak. He's just not like even on the last day. He, you know, when when Michael, or sorry, when McDowell and uh, Knox were making birdies, uh, he was making pars. You know, and he was and making sl- serious pars. Some puts in around the I mean, there was six, six, seven foot for pars. Like, you you had to save par from seven foot on. 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. That's to keep him in the playoff. You well, know, that's, that's what you got to do sometimes, you know? I know, but he never looked like he was going to win it. Mm. He looked like he was just keeping himself in it. You know, the kind of way, like, Knox and GMAC looked like that they were trying to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not taking... Who am I to take anything away from Bowen? Like, he's a ridiculously talented golfer, you know? It's just that his time will come. He's 42. Yeah, listen, mm. that's why I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for myself. Yeah, <laughs> a late surge. Yeah, Tour- I'm only 36, so I've got six years to get there. Uh, Will for tour school next year, it's a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of uh, moving forward, let's have a look to next week. So the LPGA Tour, 
they go to the CMA Group Tour Championship, and that's at the Tiburon Golf Club in Naples, Florida. So Tiburon is Spanish for shark. So uh, nice. yeah, yeah, one of the few things I remember from Spanish in school. Uh, cool. Right? So it's a six of the just over six and a half thousand yards, par seventy two. Uh, Lydia Ko is defending the title, which she won the playoff last year over Carlotta Saganda and Julieta Granada. Um, so basically, what's happened with the this is the top nine. They do a points reset going into this, and the top nine in the standings can win the one million dollar jackpot uh, for winning the race to the CME Globe. So the top nine are. Lydia Ko, Inbeat Park, they both have five wins this year. Five wins. Each. Each. Yeah, yeah, not just shares two and a half, five wins each. Not just shares yeah. two and a half. <laughs> yeah, she's like, how'd you have a half a win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacey Lewis, Se Young Kim, Lexi Thompson, So Yun Ryu, Amy Yang, Anna Norquist, and Shan Shan Feng. So these are the nine that can win. Because um, now I understand what you're talking about because I was reading another article there that said that Stacey Lewis hasn't won anything this year. But can still win the one million bones. Yeah, just so consistently, like yeah. seconds and thirds and thirds, seconds yeah, and thirds. Yeah. All You're not actually winning anything. Um, so as usual with uh, these things, uh, there are so many permutations out there, and who finishes where and what can happen as yeah, a result. Yeah, of course. Um, winning. Um, they uh, basically go out and win the tournament and see what happens. I think that's the best plan of action. Yeah. Um, the. Let's see the odds for that. Lydia Ko is the favourite at nine to two. Inby Park five to one. So Young Ryu is eleven to one. Se Young Kim twelve to one. Stacey Lewis sixteen to one. As is Shan Shang Feng. Lexi Thompson's eighteen to one. Suzanne Pedersen's twenty two to one. Brooke Henderson's twenty eight to one. And the rest of the field are forty to one and eight. Big jump there. So uh, the bookies obviously uh, favouring the favourites for this one. Oh yeah, um, have to. be interesting to see if. The winner of this comes from somebody outside that top nine. Does that does that one million distract them from actually winning a tournament or put the, too much pressure on them? And somebody who doesn't have that one million extra on the line just goes out and wins a tournament, regular tournament pressure. So it's only the top. It's only those nine. Only those nine can actually win this one million uh, jack, bonus, extra yeah. bonus jackpot. So it'll be interesting to see somebody like Suzanne Pedersen or Brittany Lincecum go out or you know whoever go out and win the tournament this week when the others are all a bit distracted by that million. Yeah. So, um, so even with it, sorry, I know you're going out of it. No, no, I'm just about to move. <laughs> no, no, but like within the nine. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's no more so than what I'm going to talk about when it comes to the race to Dubai. I'm hopefully not someone, too many. Yeah, yeah, the, one of those nine. They none of them necessarily need to win the competition in order to win the one million bonus. Yeah, exactly. Different yeah. premiations. Yeah, yeah, because occur. there's a certain amount of points available for tournament. Yeah, point, yeah, exactly. Uh, and real he- you better to let XL take care of it and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and the guys yeah, on TV with their uh, infographics. The Australian Masters is um, on. Um, funnily enough, down in Australia, so. Adam Scott leads the betting. Seriously? I know, yeah. <laughs> Adam Scott, unsurprising, leads the betting eleven to four. Uh, Stephen Bowditch is eleven to one. John Sandon twelve to one. Cameron Smith twenty to one. George McNeil visiting from the states is twenty two to one. Richard Green twenty five to one. And the Belgian bomber Nicholas Colsart is also twenty five to one. Uh, the rest of the field is twenty eight to one and eight. The rest, you know, kind of getting into names you might not recognise. The one that you do, we would though, is Bryson DeChambeau. You know, the guy oh, who wears black cap. Yeah, he's he's down there uh, playing in his flat cap and see how he gets on. Is he pro now or is he playing as an amateur? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say pro. You're going to say pro, okay? Yeah, it uh, doesn't have an A beside his name. See, man, well, this I'm is open, the big thing. I'm open he to won, correction on this. But see, this is the big golden question, right? Because he won the US amateur. Now, in order for him to actually take up his ticket at the Masters to play alongside as the US Open. Or as a US amateur, he, he has to remain amateur. Remember, we had that discussion about uh, the golden ticket yeah. all done. Mm. It'd be an interesting one. He's obviously playing as an amateur, maybe on a sponsor's invite or something. His Wikipedia still says he's amateur, so uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm going to take back my pro comments and just say I'm uh, I'm definitely wrong, and somebody else will come up the right. But answer. I don't know. Like yeah. uh, that's all that golden okay. ticket. Moving question. moving on, uh, we don't need to prove our ineptitude to the listeners anymore. <laughs> um, do you want to go to America or the GP? Well, let's go to the RSM Classic first and finish with the DP World Tour okay. Championship. So the RSM Classic is taking place at the Seaside Course and Plantation Course in St. Simons Island, Georgia. This used to be called the McLadry Classic, but change of sponsor and they've kind of changed the tournament a little bit. So what's happening is they 
used to play this all in the seaside course. They've now brought the plantation course into the rotation. So the pros will play one round on each of the courses on the Thursday and the Friday. And then going into the Friday, the seaside course will be used for the Saturday. Uh, sorry, going into the Saturday and Sunday, the seaside course will be used for the final two rounds. Oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, the seaside course is kind of a links-type test, but it's man-made links. They've built up the mounds and the bunkering. Everything's manipulated. It's not just a natural... not just didn't just naturally occur like that. So, um, like Chambers Bay? Very... Well, Chambers... Oh, let's not go down the Chambers Bay Road. No, <laughs> let's not go there. Okay. Sorry. Um, it has Bermuda greens, and they're quite grainy, so even the putts from inside, like 10 foot, be quite tricky. Uh, the plantation course is described by as a parkland by the sea by Rhys Jones, who renovated it in 1998. Um, and it could be kind of you know whitish fairies. It could be open to the guys really destroying it and putting like serious amounts of birdies on. Um, the weather forecast has kind of shown that the wind's going to pick up from Friday onwards. So maybe the draw would favour the guys who are playing the plantation on the Thursday when the calm conditions. They can grab a really good score there. And kind of hold on to that and ride it for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, both courses are quite short. The seaside is just over, touch over 7,000 yards of par 70. And the plantation is, uh, about 50 yards longer, but it's par 72. So they can, these guys, in the right, uh, setup, they could really go to town on it. Um, this, this, like, this tournament seems to favour the guys who kind of live close by, or a few, quite a few of them actually live there in St. Simon's Island in Georgia, or really close by. And they tend to kind of ride that buzz and do well there for the week. You know, Zach Johnson does well there. Um, Davis Love, who hosts the kind of event, he lives there. And you usually see him pop in at least one good round. Um, mm. or, so um, let's go through the odds. Zach Johnson is the tournament favourite, 14-1. to 1. Kevin Kisner, 18-1. to 1. Justin Thomas, 18-1. to 1. G-Mac, teeing it up. Um, I, wonder if he'd be so- I wonder if he'll be sober by then. He's 20-1. to 1. Is he 20-1? to 1? Yeah. Ooh. Um... Matt Kuchar's 20 to 1, Russell Henney 25s, Patrick Rogers 28 to 1, Bill Haas 28 to 1, Patton Kazire and Brant Snedeker at 30 to 1, Harris English is 33 to 1, Robert Streb 35 to 1, um, loads of them at 40 to 1, and out. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of them at 40 to 1, I'm not going to go through them. It's too many. I'm going to stick my neck out again, based on the fact that. You're, you're the hot hand. Well, I'm just going to say that based on your, your the notes that you have here, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's. Uh, the tricky greens, the Bermuda greens, um, and the I just think that Mac, uh, McDowell is uh, putting very well. I think that quite similar to Knox, I think there's going to be an awful serious level of confidence going, coursing through his veins at this moment in time. Yeah, and I think that he is going to be, in my opinion, hard to beat, and I think it's at least going to be a top five finish. Wow. There yeah. you go. Well, well, it's short. It's I, short I, I can't argue with you. I'm picking an absolute muck at the moment. For yeah, but I just think it's a short course time. again. Like, you know, so he's back to... The only thing that I find that he's doing at the moment is he seems to be doing something with his driver that he's pushing his driver really weird. Like, but anyway, like, you'll see that on a couple of holes he's playing yeah. hard, he's playing three woods, but... I think when it's when it's a short course like that, I think he has the he has the game now yeah. to actually take it take control of it. I think we need to leave the tips on GMAX games, Greg Norman. He he did yeah, it well. He, yeah. What were you what were you saying about that? So yeah, but like um, I don't know, I can't believe I overlooked it when we were talking about the tournament. Greg Norman sent him a text message on Saturday night, said uh, and they had a couple of texts back and forth, and Greg Norman was saying you need to complete your backswing because you're looking a bit fast in your tempo, and he said you need to complete your backswing and then off you go and he said he also told him to be a bit more relaxed at address and G-Max said look he just that was the stuff that I was working I'm working on anyway with the coach but you know the, even though you're working on it you can tend to forget it and it just took like that you know uh, probably one of the guys he would have idolised growing up the, sh- the great white shark because we all did you know he was oh, so cool he was the coolest he man in the world he still is oh, um, his gear and everything like his he, hats and everything yeah he's brilliant so um, some, you know a little bit of advice from somebody like that and he must have just gone out and suddenly gone I feel awesome like I just got a tip from Greg Norman yeah there's a shark watching my back yeah, yeah exactly Um <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, good luck to GMAC. Um, I have no picks on this yet, and um, to be honest, I probably shouldn't because I can't. I, I, no, I'm just terrible at backing golfers at the moment. Um, so, game over on that one. The Here we go. The European Tour, 
wraps up at the moment the with what's called the GP World Tour Championship. So it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is kind of a world tour. Takes place in Jumeirah Golf Estates in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, this course is enormous. It's six, six sorry, seven thousand six hundred and seventy-five yards, par seventy-two, and this is uh, also known as Henrik Stenson's playground. He yeah, is defending uh, wins, double defending, last, double defending champion, uh, yeah. going for a three-peat. If we go bring Americanism to the yeah. show, and did he win it a year before? There was there a year gap, so he's he won, then he missed a year. And then he had a double win. Will, please stop making a mess of the podcast. <laughs> he, um, no, no, no. Okay, Where is it? No, he hasn't. He only won it twice. Okay. okay. Yeah, enough of your crappy stats. <laughs> your false right. stats. So, this, as everybody knows, um, you were in the UAE. It's going to be hot. The core, it has been hot and dry. Um, it will be hot and dry. The course will be playing firm and fast. Which is good for the guys who aren't huge long hitters because uh, they'll be hitting long. Cl- they'd be hitting very long clubs into the greens. Otherwise, um, the rough's been kind of grown up a little bit over the years. So in general, this course favors somebody who is reasonably long and pretty accurate off the tee. So total driving, you know, you want that good combination and good ball strikers. You want to get good greens and regulation. Stenson has been hit. We were going to hit like ninety something percent of the greens here one of the years. Um, which means you don't have to have the best putting of the week. Uh, so they're, they're tough greens. You know, they're tough greens. They're large under aging Bermuda greens. So you've got all that going on, and they're pretty quick as well. So uh, look, the thing is, follow follow what Henrik Stenson's done, and if you're near him, you're probably going to be doing quite well in the tournament. Oh just yeah, try to beat him down the stretch. He's yeah, he's so like he seems to love that 18th hole. Yeah, like, the three the, hard, oh, the harder the challenge, the more he seems to just step up. Like you know. That three was that a three wood that he hit to yeah, yeah. about like Inches. two foot or something yeah. like that. It was ridiculous. Absolutely. But like we're looking at the fact that this is obviously you know the final round or guys final competition in the race to Dubai. Okay? Mm-hmm. So although Stenson is the man around this golf course, he's not in contention for the race to Dubai title this year. No, he's not. No, he's in fifteen spot at the moment. So even if he went out and won it. He won't get enough money to bring him to the European number one. Mm. Okay, so what we're looking at between that is, is there's seven players who are in a position that they can win it based on no more so than the late the LPGA where there was nine of them for the one million dollar bonus. Mm-hmm. This is similar insofar as there's seven guys. So you're looking at well, obviously McIlroy's number one, Willett's number two. Mm-hmm. Um, between those two guys, is only a nineteen hundred. Uh, Euro, okay, yeah. So that's nothing, right? Zero. It's zero. One of these really guys are playing for. Yeah, exactly, right. And then you're looking at Justin Rose, Shane Larry, Lou Eustace, and Brandon Grace, and Ben Hun An. Okay, so they are the guys who can win the Order of Merit or the Race to Dubai or whatever it's called these days. Okay, yeah, to be Europeans number one golfer. Um, now, as I said, the permutations are too convoluted and complicated to go into. Yeah. But depending on where people finish, um, so like an example would be uh, Ben Ann could win the Order of Merit if he wins the competition or comes second, but if he wins, McElroy can't come eighth or better. Exactly. And if yeah. he comes second, McElroy has to finish less than 47. And there's a similar restraint on With all the rest one, of the golfers. Each, yeah. each golfer along the way. But it means that, even, so if for example Stenson goes out and wins this competition, it just brings a different level of excitement for the players who are scrambling behind in the top seven. Because there's less money available for them to affect the position exactly. in the rankings. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just means that it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week. Anyone could win it. You know, mm. I don't know the odds, but anyone could win it. Well, thank you for teaming me up for that. There you go. Golf pun in there. Uh, market leader is Rory McIlroy at nine to two. Um, Henrik Stenson is eleven to two. Justin Rose is thirteen to two. Pat Agreed, 14 to 1. Bradley Grace and Victor Dubuisson are 22 to 1. Uh, ben Ann is 28 to 1. Danny Willett and Louis Oosthuizen are 30 to 1. Matthew Fitzpatrick and Shane Lowry are 33 to 1. Tommy Chai Jai D and Ian Poulter are 35 to 1. Brent Wiesberger is 40 to 1. Emiliano Grillo, Charles Schwartz, Carl, I think I've heard somebody call him Carl before, but I, sorry, that tripped me up. Martin Keimer, Schwartzel and Grio are, and Vieregard are 45 to 1. And we've Luke Donald and Lee Westwood 
Arthur Barnrat, Broberg at 50 to 1, and the rest of the guys are 55 to 1 and out. 60 man field, no cut, hit it hard, hit it long, make a few birdies, and try reach, uh, yeah, try make a lot of birdies. This course tends to, you know, give low score, low winning scores. Um, I'm trying, I, to, I'm trying to think of a like I'm trying to pick out a winner out of this, like you know. Uh, obviously, in an ideal world, I'd love to see McIlroy win it. But like you're looking at guys like Christopher Broberg, who's just after coming off a win last week. Now I don't know whether he has the distance necessarily for this kind of a golf course, um, and also I don't know if he has the experience of playing on this golf course um, as much as some of the other guys. Like you know, Stenson mm. obviously he, he likes this golf course because he's played it so many freaking times. You know, the kind of way. Um, I think your winner is going to come out of Rose, um, McElroy, and Stenson of the actual tournament. Yeah, yeah. For what it's worth, I yeah, it's hard to see past yeah, any of those guys. Um, I I'm going to put a little bet on Brandon Grace. He's had a couple of top tens here. Ooh, he is good playing shout. good golf, and uh, you know, just the South Africans. I I gonna have a link in my head of the South Africans I'm playing in the Middle East, you know, that I don't know why it just exists. Um I'm sure it's planted there for a reason. So I No, that's a good shout, like, you know, the fact of the matter is that he's he's playing great golf at the moment. Um he's there and thereabouts in every golf competition. He pretty much nearly won the President's Cup by himself. Uh you know, mm-hmm. so like he's playing the golf of his life, he just can't seem to bring it over the line, so maybe this week is his week. Another another person I'd like to see winning. Just because of the fact that I'm actually beginning to get a bit of a like for him is Patrick Reed. Yeah, be good to see like his good golf kind of rewarded with a yeah, win. Yeah, he know? seems to have all the he, shots. Like you know, the thing about him is he doesn't make any apologies for who he is, so you kind of got to respect that. Yeah, and you do. And he is—he's got—he's definitely got a bit of character out there, you know. And he adds a little bit of spice to the team. But he needs coverage. to get the game. Like he needs to get the win. You know, once he gets that win, up. I think he's yeah. gonna like he'll probably kick on like you know the kind of way. Kind of like when he won three in the space of like no time. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and that's what gave him the, the mm. yeah. I don't know. I just think that he has a good chance because he's been playing good golf on the European tour. It's great to see him over on the European tour playing in so many events. So that's uh, great. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so yeah, looking looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'm watching my boy Henrik or Brandon Grace go on to get a win, but um, hopefully it's just entertaining. Full stop. Um, I hope you guys have been entertained by the show and we didn't waffle too much a little bit scattered around here it's, it's been the first time we've had the two of us uh, just in a while in a while and I think we, I ruined it on Barry a couple of times during the show so no that's fine <laughs> I, I, I can trip myself up enough yeah, and, I can do, do, and my, my name is not Will uh, Stato Griffith <laughs> yeah. uh, a little different dynamic um, hopefully we'll have James back next week uh, to review uh, you know pretty big week it is a big week on the European tour with the Q School and the you know it's a nice synchronization Q School the final Tour and then uh, McDowell's going to double on the PGA Tour. Absolutely, there we go. Uh, that's fine. So if you guys are playing golf, uh, enjoy. Hopefully you're in nice weather conditions or in different parts of the world from Ireland. We're getting absolutely destroyed by weather at the moment. Uh, if you're watching the golf, enjoy. If you're betting on the golf, hopefully win. Have a great weekend, folks, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye, <laughs> 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 Well, you're fine. Bye-bye.